0: Raw Sugar, from hair care to body wash to lotions and more, is made with cold-pressed extracts from clean, good-for-you ingredients, delivering a raw clean that infuses your senses with raw joy. Raw Sugar, available at your local Target.
1: We have a private Discord server full of everything from Sex Panther's college basketball plays to Arch's CSGO winners. Click on the Patreon link in the podcast description and join us for complete and total degeneracy.
0: Absolute sports betting degeneracy.
2: Uh, I want to uh, talk about some foolish things I said yesterday on the show.
0: Yeah, let's do it. I'll jump off this cliff
2: with you. This is one I'm going to stay away from.
1: I don't care. I'm forced to agree. Maybe I'm not an idiot. Maybe I am. We'll see. We'll see tonight. I think about 10 o'clock. I'll be thinking I'm an idiot. Nine, nine, nine. Speaking
2: German for Max. See a crowd? He was very enthused by a lot of these things. Uh,
0: I wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole.
1: You know, I, I know that Panther doesn't have like Venmo or Zell or anything, so I'm gonna have to just PayPal him $30. Uh,
2: $10 for last night for betting the Bucks, and then uh, another $20 to bet on the Bucks two more times in this series. I would highly appreciate that, Sex Panther, because fuck the Bucks came out. Thank you so much for betting the Bucks yesterday. Well, there goes that curse.
0: Something wrong with the balls.
2: You are drooling over Feds. I'm just going full blacklist and going to start having a burner phone. this is the second week in a row i have to plead with maxi not to put something in a song for the sake of sex panther please i think you should use your sex what i say the six and a half was just a little too much to swallow oh my god i'm loaded let's see if he touch this one go to the you know the, the betting desk and tell him like panther fucked me cut that cut that maxi cut that cut that cut that cut that, cut that. Cut that. <laughs> i did my job I already got loaded and I'm on my way back going at it when do they pull the balls out I'm gonna do you a solid max go.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah exactly exactly Rosie
1: just touch it you're okay but if you grab it you're fucked <laughs> all right penis grabbers that's it
2: fucking buzzer's still going off again it's pissing me off in this damn truck Glad Arj is not recording just yet. If I was
1: vacationing in Greece, I might want to finagle with the locals myself. That's music to my ears. Absolute music to my ears. Howdy, homies, and welcome to the Sunday edition of the Absolute Sports Bait and Degeneracy podcast. My name is Saxy Maxi, and today I'm joined by a DJ who isn't afraid to give us tennis, Aussie rules, football, NBA player props, USFL, and of course, the best damn NASCAR bets on the planet. It's Phil. Phil, welcome to the Sunday show. It's been far too long. Good morning, Maxie. Man, this is awesome. I,
2: uh you know, there's only one reason I'm getting out of bed early on Sunday morning, and that's that's for this show. So I am happy to be here, my friend.
1: I'll, I'll be honest, it is the only reason why any of the other Gens get up on a Sunday morning also. So this is, I'm glad that well, you're in good now. company. Yes, yeah. you, are, you are in good company. You're, you are in very good company. And I am looking forward to this because, as you know, on Sunday shows, I kind of like to try and get into dJ heads, the dJs heads. I like to try and, you know, figure out their psyche, learn a little bit about what you like to fill your brain with outside of uh, the Geon Cat stats and such. So Today, you bring me a fire topic to talk about That is musically oriented And that is the best karaoke songs So, first gotta start off by asking How much karaoke experience do you have, Phil? Listen, I don't have much I don't have much But this was
2: a like a raging debate at my work uh, this week And, uh, I mean, feelings got hurt There, there may have Uh-oh. been tears oh, I'm not it. sure But, uh, yeah, I have one go-to karaoke song Just one, so if like I'm backed into a corner I have some material but okay. uh yeah and I I think it's a pretty good choice. So I, I was kind of just hoping for your you know the your judgment on it. Oh goodness, bring it to me. What do you think? All right, so again, when I'm when I'm drunk or or given no choice. Right. I go this with gun to your head. I go with your love by the outfield.
1: Okay. All right, I can dig. Yeah. I can dig. I think. I think that absolutely works. I think that absolutely works. Do you Do you have any prepared for here today? Do I? I don't have a play along track ready, but. Uh, no, no, I, 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 uh, I didn't tell you what it was because I didn't want you to prep
2: anything. So, I see. No, okay. I'm, yeah, no, I am, I am brutally afraid to sing in public. I mean, it is I just see. like it is a huge fear. That that's why I just have to have one in my back pocket just there in case. Yeah. You just got to be
1: ready. Well, you know what? That's, and I think that you have uh, done a really good job of making just the right kind of a choice here. You know, you want to pick something that is, you know, recognizable, something that people, they can, they can put their finger on a little bit, but they may not necessarily be able to sing along with fully. You know what I mean? That's the goal. I kind of want to, like,
2: you need it to be recognizable because you need the people to have a good time, but you don't want to have the bar set so high that you can never, you can never reach it. You know? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And actually, that's something that, you know, we, we, we were talking about this before. And I was I was th- I was wondering what, whether we should skew negative, And we are skewing negative today because here's the deal. It, it, you can't talk about the best karaoke songs without potentially mentioning what makes a bad karaoke song or what makes something not good in karaoke. And so for me, I think that. What you are saying here, something that is popular, something that is ultra recognizable, those are the worst for karaoke because as the performer, you'll forever be compared to what is already ingrained into your head and everyone else's head. And so, you know, for that reason, like uh, you can't do better than the Whitney Houston National Anthem. You know, nobody can. there's no, there's literally no doing better than what Whitney did. Anyone else is just trying. And then, and, and if you try something and you're not even close, it's brutal. And if you're even sort of close, it can be a little bit brutal. That's, that's, that's the thing for me. And so a lot of folks take the national anthem and Fergie it, if you, if you know what I mean. Uh, oh <laughs> my gosh. I what know. a what a performance that was! Yo, yeah, oh yeah, that was that was a good one. That was an interesting one. Anywho, regardless, things like that—that's that's the problem with uh music that is so recognizable. It's a high standard. So, like you know, Beatles music, Beyonce stuff, Michael Jackson, probably yeah, the, cl- the like the the
2: classic artists that you you think of, you have yeah. to stay away. Yeah, it's you, it's, you really you're... do. You're getting into bad territory there.
1: You really do. So now I actually, I, I have a few songs to bring to the table here for you today. Now, this first one is just because I think it gets people pumped. It's Long Time by Boston. Now, oh, the problem one. with that is there's the intro that is so long. And this is one of the things that is a tough bit with, uh, with karaoke songs is you often are singing along with these like MIDI play along track kind of things that are like, you know, uh, B-movie versions of the original track a little bit. Right, right. And w- when you get that, if there's like a, a, an extended guitar solo or something in there, it's really a dice roll whether or not that guitar solo is going to be reasonably okay or if it's going to sound like it's like, you know, a full-on Casio keyboard being recorded, you know. <laughs> yeah. so, played by like Tom on the corner. You just – you don't know. Exactly. You really don't know. You really don't know. Um, the next one that came to mind – this is one that I've actually done at karaoke. This is – I'm not a gun-to-my-head karaoke kind of a guy. There's a couple local bars that uh, do some decent karaoke. And a few years back, this would be definitely uh, before COVID, when people were going out and singing at each other uh, more frequently, it felt uh, for real. We were – I I would meet my buddies at this local spot, and after a couple drinks, I would do Brandy by Looking Glass. So I don't know if you know that one. I, was- I don't,
2: but that that I, I might have
1: to. I, I do have a Spotify subscription, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing that one in a little bit. Do it to it. It is it is a song that you will probably recognize to some degree, but it also isn't full on Margaritaville or Sweet Caroline, you know. And in, in, in any karaoke experience, there can only be one Margaritaville or Sweet Caroline in a night, and if it's poorly executed karaoke gets ugly this is the thing and and you may want to skip it the next week you know exactly it gets bad exactly now if you got a group sugar hill gang rappers delight is it it, that that would be a good one that would be a really good good group one and for me close runner-ups are like meme style deep cuts so for instance like patty labelle's this christmas now don't (laughs) do that in the summer but do you know what i'm getting at with the patty labelle's this christmas I don't, but th- that's not where I was expecting you to go on it. So, okay. Okay. Uh, I,
2: well, <laughs> I, I need some. I need some uh, information here.
1: I know. Well, so the context of that is, at, and I don't know if you've seen this video, but there's this amazing. It's like the 1994 uh, White House Christmas tree lighting ceremony. I don't know if you've okay. seen this, and it's it's basically a complete musical train wreck. Is what happens. Oh, like I love the that. band, like everything that happens in this video is is amazing from the get go. Like Patti Labelle gets introduced to sing the song, and the introduction is incredibly clunky. And she like kind of like get, goes on stage before she's fully introduced, and then like walks off stage, then back on, and then the band comes in early, and then the background singers are nowhere to be found, and she's literally in the middle of the song, like where are my background singers at? And just like looking around at every it's it's a musical train wreck, and it is absolutely hilarious it, it is, sounds
2: like it'd be like par for the course at you know one of these dive bars on saturday night that, that sounds like a you exactly.
1: know like exactly like like a
2: realistic take on how things would go
1: right now you know realistically also don't do this christmas like in june that's not really appropriate you you kind of have only a 6 week gap to hit that specific meme song but i mean you you could smash it you can smash it over that time and i think that it, it will hit people. So you know something something that's almost like a joke. You know what I'm talking. Like uh, I'm trying I'm trying to think of some more like super meme songs kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. But that like that kind of a thing. I feel like that is cultural enough that that you could pull that kind of a thing off.
2: I agree. I mean, yeah, I think you're you got a strong point there for that six weeks. You got to make your head. You you, you got
1: to take that one to the bank and and do it repeatedly. So there you go. Yeah, uh, you, got, yeah. you hit multiple karaoke bars in a night. You know, I, I agree. Crowds, take
2: different crowds. Take a show on the road.
1: I have you. Uh, I, I mean, how many karaoke bars have you been to? Or do you often? Is there like a local place that you go to that does karaoke? And you're like, this is why you have to have a song in your back pocket. No, no. Th- this is just um just um.
2: There's a, a place in in Philly that. It has like, I don't know, it has like six or seven bars inside of it. And one of them is like a specific karaoke room, you know? And, uh, it, it, my last karaoke experience was probably five or six years ago with, with, uh, the USFL guy, Kyle, that, that, that's on here. Oh, goodness. And, uh, oh, yeah. And we, we pulled out the outfield, your love, did it just a, a great rendition. And, I can uh, only imagine. Yeah. So, um, that's that's the extent of my karaoke, and I haven't had to do it since. So, okay, um, well, yeah. maybe
1: maybe if we hit on some of these big bets coming up today, Phil, I'll fly you out here to Colorado. We can go to some karaoke bars, and uh, I'll, I'll get a couple juices in you. We can have some fun, all right?
2: Yeah, and and I mean, you're you, you sound like you have a, a strong voice for it. So I, yeah. I feel like you know if I could
1: be your backup singer, then oh, maybe we could put on a show. Let's, let's do. I, I don't know about singing, but let, we can do some rapper's delight. How about that? Love it. <laughs> we, can, Love we, can, it. We, yeah. we can get the whole crowd here to do some rapper's delight. <laughs> Love it. Well, Phil, you and I are recording bright and early this Sunday morning. So we got all kinds of fun lines to look at. Y'all know every Sunday I check in with the DJs about how their week's been going, what they're seeing, what they're looking to do in the next week, and what they like today. So, Phil, real quick recap of your weekend so far. How's it going with sports gambling? What do you, how, are, how are things? What are you feeling good about? What are you feeling not so hot on?
2: yeah yeah we um we had a a couple races yesterday mm-hmm. and uh one of them was IndyCar and uh it it occurred during like an absolute monsoon so um that sounds like a we bet, chill yeah yeah we bet it anyway and it was it was awesome i mean everybody spun out they were spinning under caution like under the caution laps like My at God. low speeds yeah man uh it was rain shortened uh it was just an absolute zoo and uh you know, we, we had a, I don't know, five or six units in play and we walked away only losing three quarters of one unit. So that wow. was awesome. Yeah. So if you count the fun we had, we, we probably, we probably won, you know, Yeah. Yeah. For if we real. take that into account. Yeah.
1: Well, for, you know, and whether it feels like, uh, I mean, it affects all sports in different ways, but I can't imagine how it truly changes the playing field, uh, in, in, uh, in, was, in,
2: in driving. It was a mess, but it was, it was great TV. I mean, uh-huh. um, there was a late caution and the guy leading spun out under caution under the caution oh at the low speed yeah so it was just it was berserk you know it was bonkers fantastic and to only lose a, a little bit we'll, we'll, we'll take that as a good result there you go um and then last night we had the the truck race that's right and we uh yeah we gained about uh, i don't know i think it was about a half unit so yesterday was kind of a nothing day all right um, give take. it was, yeah yeah give it take we got the big race today uh, we also have two USFL
1: games that, that we're on. And then, uh, you know, tennis all day. Tennis all day. Holy shnikes. Well, let's talk about that race today. It is the Health 400. And uh, we know you already recommended some fire plays on Friday evening. But since then, have you seen any lines that have changed or things that are making you more stoked about your previous bets or some shifts that are kind of making you want to jump ship to something else? Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so uh, they had practice in qualifying last night. So that the the whole board came down and, and went back up and there were some changes. Um, We, we eyed up a couple of the Toyotas today, like Kyle Busch uh, to be strong. And and he was strong yesterday in practice. So those, the the markets that we were on with him moved in the right direction. Um, And it was kind of like confirmation bias for the, the Toyotas were in the top 10 in qualifying. So that, that bodes well for, you know, the, uh, the handicap that we put together. So I, I'm, Happy about that. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I am more interested, though, in what, what you have cooked up. Oh, goodness. Well, yes, I did I did mention to you, Philip, because I knew I was going to be having you on the show today. I needed to do some research. I needed to try and put on my thinking cap and do my very best to put together uh, a, a NASCAR play for, for today. And based on my hyper-limited knowledge of literally all of this stuff, because literally – I get my knowledge from you you are the smart one you yeah you the team speedway c2 you guys are the brain that I rely on for this kind of a thing so now that I'm relying on my brain I'm uh already starting to poke holes in exactly what I've done but <laughs> I have done some research here in today's race in Kansas on a one and a half mile intermediate style track right yes sir
2: I, yeah, am it's, lear- it's,
1: I we're, we're it's learning. the
2: more yep it's the more traditional um cookie cutter racetrack that that we're used to so these this is the kind of style that we see the most you know during the course of a season so you're you're picking a good race to try and handicap because there's there's yeah yeah. data
1: we have we have data we have data got it and taking a look at the best drivers on intermediate tracks now here's where i think i'm starting to go wrong and i'm gonna i'm gonna say it right out the gate since february 2019 those are the i'm looking at stats since that time and the car has changed has it not it has
2: yeah this year is is Way I mean, different than in the past, but yeah. you can kind of use that historical
1: data to, to see like how a driver's what driver, doing. yeah, yeah, what who gets along with it, but exactly. Uh, and that yeah. is what I was looking at. So, uh, the best, um, looking at best average finish position on one mile intermediate tracks since 2019, the best driver is Kevin Harvick, he is also the best driver by average in finish position on two mile intermediate tracks, as well as the overall intermediate track combined best overall driver since 2019. Uh, Kevin Harvick is the number two in average finish on this track, only to Chase Elliott since 2019. So what I've gone ahead and done is Friday night while you were recording your NASCAR show, I placed the following bets. Kevin Harvick, top five, plus 200. Kevin Harvick, top three, plus 350. And Harvick to win it all at plus 1,600. And I have have a full unit in play, but I did half the unit on the top five and then – I split the other two quarters onto top Latter-day three from to win yeah. it all.
2: Yeah. So, okay. So Kevin Harvick is on our card today. Uh, so that's, saw,
1: you had him yeah. top 10 though. I think, is that right? Top 10?
2: Yeah. Um, uh, no, I so, know. I,
1: and, and he seems and looking at where he finishes. I mean, yeah. On intermediate course, it looks like he averages ending in the top 10. So I, I, I think you and I were both in the same, you know, brain space on this one. Yeah. So, uh, Harvick was dominant. Um, not last year
2: the the year previous he had nine wins mm-hmm. and um so it was him and and denny hamlin now neither one of them won the championship of course but you know from a week-to-week basis that was the guy to beat um with this new car though uh he is just he's he's not he's like a, a above average he's he's not mm-hmm. um elite but he's certainly not the guy that that he used to be Right, um, so um, one of the things I, I cause I, I wrote an article on Kevin Harvick, Harvick this week and his average running position so far this year over the course of a race is 12. Um, but he his um, average finish position improves, uh, I think four or five spots. So what that, what that tells us is he's learning on the job, um, that he's keeping the car clean and, uh, you know, he improves as the race goes on. So, I, you know, he's a veteran guy, he's a cerebral guy. Uh, so I think, um, you know, I think your money is is safe with him. I don't think he's going to do some bonehead move and, and wreck on lap 50. Right. So I think he's going to give you a shot. He's going to be in the mix. I don't know if he's got what it takes to, to win or catch that top three, but the top five I, I, I think is not out of the realm of
1: possibility. Well, that and that's what I'm hoping for. I hope that that top five hits and basically just, you know, makes everything else gravy that's what i've gone for here and Uh, i love that yeah looking looking at this way that you strategize and the way that you guys kind of handicap your cards you know you guys spread it out on the field a lot more and uh, i mean i guess week by week are you trying to pick manufacturers more who are highly successful on specific tracks are you trying to just you know read the tea leaves in what you think is the most valuable trend going into a given week kind of what is uh what is kind of your brain space of trying to find how to bet on this stuff because you know with the new cars it seems like it's a lot tighter
2: yeah oh the the okay so the equipment disparity is way less than it mm-hmm. used to be so like the haves and the have nots um, oh. it, it doesn't really exist so um, one of the things that, that goes really heavy into our handicap is pit road data because that mm-hmm. it seems like that's where races are, are won and lost nowadays if you can gain spots on pit road, then it's harder to, to gain them on the track than it is on pit road. So we, we weigh that pretty heavily. Um, As far as, as trends and manufacturers, we kind of stay away from that. Um, Although, you know, Toyota has been, been tough to figure out. They, they've been an enigma there. They're either like super fast or they're non-competitive, but Hmm. um, yeah, but our general, Way that we set up the card is we we do try and diversify. We we do try and pick a couple guys to to highlight, but that way, if uh, you know one guy experiences some trouble, the the day's not ruined. So exactly, uh, and yeah. I, so generally. I, I- Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no, I was going to say, and that was my one uh, thing that I was looking at with how I have approached today. And I'm saying, you know, I probably could have spread it out a little bit more. I probably I probably should get a little bit more involved with some of these other things. So I'm going to I think I'm, I'm going to be going back and listening uh, to some of this advice and maybe trying to find someone else just to um, who, who, who would you suggest? Well, I mean, what, what do you got for me today? Uh, oh, for for the race? Well, if um, if I'm if I'm gonna try and find something to match with my heavy Harvick plays. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I think um I think you can you can hit your wagon to a couple of guys today. Okay. Um Kyle Bush in, in mm. any market. So um, with the new car, the the data points for these one and a half, there's there's not a ton of them. Uh, so we used Las Vegas from this year because that's the new car in a similar setup. Okay. So with Kyle Bush, kind of interesting story. So uh, at Las Vegas in practice, he, he wrecked his car. I mean, totaled it. So he had to go to a backup car and the backup car was put together with pieces and panels from the other six Toyotas that were in the field. So this was like a Franken car. And, uh, so Kyle had to start last and ended up finishing fourth. I think he led 49 laps. He turned 27 of the fastest laps. Oh, man. I mean, he just, yeah. In this, in this Franken car. So, uh, Toyotas were, were quick that day in general. So I, I think if you hit your wagon to Kyle Busch today, there's a couple head to head matchups. I saw that he was against chase Elliott. I like that one. Elliott was, was really bad at, at Vegas. Um, and then there was, uh, another one against Kyle Larson that should probably be around even money. So those two head to heads I like, um, and then Ross Chastain, Ross Chastain wow. is my favorite driver. And, and he was before this, this year started. So, and, and he was like a mid pack guy last year. Um, but this year he's, he's got two wins. Uh, his pit road data is he's elite. I mean, on, on pit road, they're in the top three for, for speed and, um, his car is fast, man. So, um, he's kind of been a surprise. He's kind of, I wouldn't say he's flying under the radar anymore, but, uh, the books haven't quite adjusted to how well he's doing. So you can still catch him at a a 10 to one or 11 to one price. And then, uh, you can find him in some head to heads as well. So if, if you're going to just hit your wagon to a couple drivers and not explore, you know, all the markets that that we bet. I would say Ross Chastain and Kyle Busch are the places to
1: look. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And I you know, I love the way that you guys actually really pull up all different kinds of markets here with um, with, 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 these, uh, head to heads with, you know, top threes, top fives, top tens, mixing up all of that stuff. And the way that you guys lay it out with, you know, you just do your, uh, unit size kind of, I, I really dig the way that you approach it because it feels like it's very, uh, learnable. It's, 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 it's something that, you know, uh, some jabroni like me can just look at and be like, Hey, I, I understand. I, I, I like gambling on NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that's I didn't know
2: I like gambling on NASCAR until I started to gamble on NASCAR. So, right. Our our goal is to try and make it as easy it is, as easy it can be to to tail and get on the right guys and get the right uh, unit size and go and and enjoy the race. So, we figure if you if you bet it once or twice, man, you'll be hooked. And um, I mean, because you know, betting on the NFL is fine, but how often is it that like a, a six to one underdog comes through and wins outright? It's, it's, right. it's rare. Um, but you know, we cash, you know, 10 or 12 to ones, um, you know, a couple times a month. Exactly, and, you regularly. Know, sometimes you, you, you know, we hit a 33 to one at, at Talladega a couple of weeks ago. I mean, there is nothing that makes you feel more alive than oh cashing God. a 33 to one or an 80 to one or something crazy. I mean, and, and NASCAR is really one of the only markets where you can do that. And, um, I mean, it's it's fantastic. Uh, so Heck if yeah. if you're if you're not betting on NASCAR, follow us. Let's bet on some nascar man. it's it's a blast.
1: Hell, yeah. well, and beyond just betting on some NASCAR, what you can do is you can buy yourself some new D-Gen gear, including the Speedway Steve Two logo, which is I think my favorite logo that uh, we have on the website. It is the most popular one.
2: That's crazy to me, man, but that's awesome.
1: (laughs) With good reason. With good reason. I mean, because you're giving people extra funds to buy this kind of shit. You can only. any of y'all can head on over to Absodegeneracy.com, click on the DGen shop link, and immediately you'll be visually assaulted by an assortment of fully customizable objects with our DGen logos. For instance, you can put the Zeke physique logo on a baby bib for your cousin's portly child, who also happens to be a Cowboys fan. Or nothing says I love you like the Valentine's DGen logo on an apron for when you're out on the grill. Actually, though, nothing really says I love you as much as a bunch of fire picks. From Speedway, Steve 2 and Phil here. And that beautiful logo. It truly is a masterpiece. So please stop by the DGen shop at AbsoluteDegeneracy.com and up your style.
2: Boom. And the logo is pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie to you. That that Arch uh Arch did some fantastic work there.
1: He's a pro. Arch, that guy's a pro. I like uh, I, I don't I don't care what Mad Max says about him when he Arch isn't listening. He's a pro.
2: He's a pro in, in every aspect of the word. I mean the, the man is is the glue
1: around here and we, we love him. So what's up, Arch? Hey Arch, I I enjoy sleeping in this morning. Arch, I, he 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 may be throwing you into the, this rotation so that he do, only goes every four weeks. I think that everyone enjoys enjoy that with Sunday show.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure there were some selfish intentions.
1: <laughs> you know, you know. Well, let's get to all of the other sports picks today because we got so many things on the calendar. Let's start with some NBA. So we got a couple of game sevens here. This is a pretty good day in sports. I mean, lots of games happen in all sp- in both NBA and NHL. Love it. Yeah, man. Um, so, what do you what do you got cooked up? Which which game you want to talk about first? Well, I guess let's go chronologically here. We got the Bucks at the Celtics. So, uh, Celtics had to win on Friday, and they sure did. And uh, let's first off just say a little prayer for Mad Max today. Just keep him in your thoughts and. Uh, you know like keep his heart <laughs> in your thoughts cuz yeah oh, when man. when the bucks uh when the bucks started coming back um oh God.
2: i yeah we had to we had to check in on man max and all, all we got back was that he was drinking heavily which is <laughs> yeah oh yeah really,
1: that was the answer i would have expected there um uh, but i'm glad they pulled it out for him cuz you know uh game 7s are fun it makes things interesting it sure makes things interesting now last two home games against milwaukee uh where the bucks were catching 5 points they won outright uh so this truly is going to be a close game to me, and so I am just going to lean the Bucks with the points. But God knows if I because God knows if I bet them, I'm going to be saying for the Bucks tomorrow. But that being said, with this being such a competitive series, I'm going to take the over 206 and, a half. and that may be crazy because that number could very easily come in below that, and it has been. Game sevens tend to be a lot more defensive. It feels, but this number seems so low, and with the chance that this could be such a tooth and nail game going to overtime or something like that. I just feel like the over is the right choice here, so I'm going to take the over, and I'm also going to sprinkle on the game going to overtime, which is at plus nine fifty. Just gonna, just Ooh. a little something on that, just for funsies, um, just, yeah, just no, to, like for, to, to to make Mad Max have a little bit more of uh, heart
2: problems. I, I agree; he's probably going to have uh, heart arrhythmia or palpitations after this game for sure. But um, I'm I'm in complete agreement here, Maxie. I I, I think in a game seven. Um, that you know, defense there, there's there's um, uh, slower pace. I think is what I'm trying to say. So uh, I think with that you have to take the points. So I am I too am on Milwaukee, and I, I think that um, Giannis we're going to see Giannis take this game over just like he tried to in Game Six, mm-hmm. and um, I think he's going to be a force. Now I I don't know if we can count on what 46 points from Tatum again. Because um, he's he's been kind of struggling to shoot the ball throughout the series, besides Game Six. So, I I also will be sprinkling the Milwaukee money line at plus one seventy five because I, I do have an inkling that the uh, that the Bucks may pull this one out. So, I'm on the the Bucks for a full unit at the the plus five number. Going to sprinkle the money line, and I am going to tell you on the over just because I think two oh six
1: is too low. Too I. Low. There so. we go, and you know what? These teams have shown that they can go out and they can score when when needed. And I think that uh, if Boston is put in a situation where they are not just trying to bleed out the clock for the last like you know 14 minutes of the game is what it feels like, I, I you have to imagine that there's going to be a little bit more uh, scoring in this game. So I'm that's what I'm hoping for. Let's hope for a nice, interesting game. Everyone, say a prayer for Mad Max. <laughs> Let's prayers up. Let's move up uh move on up to the Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns today. Now, the line since Friday has been Suns -6.5 and, and I don't know why, but I feel like this Dallas team can cover that. I I've I've loved watching Luka and Devin Booker though, and I'm going to enjoy watching them today. Now, Dallas hasn't covered their last few in Phoenix, and so I should probably really like Phoenix today, but part of me sees how this is the closest spread total in Phoenix's entire series. And I think that's because they believe the Mavs are live to win it and stay in it. So although the game is in Phoenix, uh, these games in Phoenix have been much higher scoring, averaging 221 in the series. The total is 205. And so this may be a low scoring defensive grittier game than the bucks Celtics. So give me the Mavs plus the six and a half points in this situation.
2: All right. So this is where, this is where we part ways. I'm oh going to be on Phoenix. Yeah. I, I, I like, uh, I like Phoenix here. I, I guess the, the home team is, has won and covered in all six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I, I'm not a big trends guy, but I think there's something to that, and um, I just I think Phoenix just has too much talent to go down to this Mavs team because the Mavs is it's all it's it's Luca and a little bit of Brunson and that's it. Um, so I think just Phoenix has too many weapons with Chris Paul and 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 Booker and Aiton in the middle. I just I I it I have been surprised that that the Mavs have hung in this long, but I mm. think the cream rises to the top today, and I I think Phoenix wins and covers. For the total, I am completely, completely uh, confused by the number. Yeah, like stay it, away. Yeah, I'm so I'm I'm staying off it, and I'm just going to hope for a close game and and Phoenix to to cover late. That's that's how I think it's going to go down.
1: I see. Now, see with the with the total being so low, that's why the little uh, light bulb went off in my brain. And said six and a half points. That's a lot. That's like what two and a half possessions to three and a half. Is possess- that What is that to me in my head? Like that. It feels like it should be mildly closer than that potentially. But I guess you know these NBA games are so fucking hard because of all the fouling late that happens and all that yep. stuff. But part of me thinks that you know you get Luca with the ball down by three with. Twenty seconds left something like that and you know he, he's the guy who lets the clock run down he's definitely the guy who lets that clock sure. run way down so I can see this going under or getting closer to that 205 Um, and, and I I can see this being something coverable that's why I took the Mavs with the points but I may be a little bit blind here because I did take the Mavs preseason uh, to uh, win the conference and so what, I, what kind of loss did you get on that? Oh, they were insane. Uh, it was, I, I, let me see what I got on odds on that. Let, let me, I'll, I'll look it up and try and find it. But I got insane odds on that. And I, I should probably actually be on the other side just uh, to hedge myself. But, uh, you know. It's it's hard to hedge though with a, uh, with a long term. You know, a yeah. three to
2: one, a three to one uh, favorite on the other side. That's, that's tough. But yeah, man, yeah, yeah. that's a good call to, to have a ticket like that alive. That's pretty cool.
1: It was, you know, I I've gotten lucky with some of these long termers because that's what I do. Whenever whenever you get thrown those damn free bets, you know, and they because these books they know what happens with those free bets. They know that normally they just go right into the garbage because I'm gonna put it on some dumb shit. That's what Correct. I do all the time. That's what that that's that's all I know how to do. That's that that is all I know how to do. And so, um, th- they they take that money from me happily, constantly, um, and ugh. Anywho, uh, I can't I, I can't pull it up uh, currently, but I will I will take a look and see what I had on that. Anywho, let's move on to sure. some more game sevens that we got today in the NHL. Phil, you got anything specific in these for me?
2: I think if anybody's heard me on the show before, they know I'm not not an NHL better. Um, but if if I you know gun to my head, I do have some uh, Calgary to win the the series futures when they went down. So. Um, I'm going to be rooting for Calgary today and I'm happy to see that they're a 2 to 1 favorite and we're at home. So I um I'm just I'm rooting for Calgary today just just to
1: cash that future ticket. Um so I don't know how you feel about that game. Do you have any do you have well, any words of wisdom? He, I I actually do not have many words of wisdom here. I mean uh hockey first off playoff hockey is just it is it is one of God's few gifts that we still have that that is is, is untainted and beautiful, you know. It's, it,
2: it, it truly is it's like the the time that I get interested in hockey is during the playoffs and when the flyers are alive. Other than that, I, I it's really hard for me to, to, uh, to, to be invested. So I gamble on it and that way I'm invested oh yeah. through you. Yeah.
1: Well, and by the way, gritty top, like three mascots, the <laughs> he's, greatest. Oh, he's the best. Everyone, everyone loves gritty. Everyone loves gritty. Well, here's, here's what I got. This is not scientific at all, but we got two game sevens in hockey today. And I, for me, non-scientifically, fully, I think that one of these road teams wins today. And they're both getting plus lines. So that mathematically, to me, says I could just bet those and hope that both the dogs come in today. And if even just one of them does, I'll be I'll be happy as a clam. So that's what we're going to go with today. I put a, a unit on both. Uh, let's see here. It's uh, Pittsburgh and on uh i'm just scrolling dallas yep exactly and yeah i i I, this is not out of spite with that with that calgary series for you that's all right that's all right see maybe maybe i hedge out now with the
2: the plus number and and just live the fight another day but um yeah
1: i was gonna say if i if i had to lean a certain direction I would lean Pittsburgh in that early game. So, Mm. well, and that has been such an interesting series, such a weird series. I mean, the first game with uh, Igor Shesterkin getting shot on so much and then kind of looking like a shell of a goalie in some of these other games, you know, Rangers having clawed the last two games back uh, to bring it uh, to their home ice for the final game seven, really interesting series. I the the number I was seeing it was like what was it uh, minus one twenty five I think for the Rangers. I felt like mm-hmm. it should be closer than that. I felt like it should be closer than that. So that's why I immediately was thinking, hmm, if I can take Pittsburgh on this side and then you know catch some plus money here in the other game. I like I like my shots here. I like my shots. So that's what I got in the NHL today. Let's move on over to baseball MLB what do you got for me in the MLB today Phil Um I,
2: I don't have I don't have much of anything in the MLB um I'm looking at it now I uh let's see uh I like right. I like yeah I like the Cincinnati run line if I had to, to you know
1: Cincinnati run line
2: yeah yeah
1: against Pittsburgh
2: against Pittsburgh okay yeah um I think I think we're catching some value there I, you know cuz Cincinnati was just so bad to start the year they're playing a little bit better here, yeah. So, and Pittsburgh is is not very good either. So, um, you know, you can you can take the the plus one twenty just you know on the the money line if you want. Um, but you know, I'm not a not an MLB expert, so I uh, I like to to hedge my inadequacy and and play some run lines here.
1: <laughs> there you go. I, hey, listen, I dig it. I that I, that's a fun play. That's that's a fun play. I was looking at this game. I was at Hunter green on the mound. I think I, for me, I, I just have trouble betting on these teams that are so brutal to watch sometimes. Um, But I, the run line strategy, Arch has been talking about doing a little bit of a run line strategy. If you're a member of the book club, everyone should be joining, checking out the book club, 25 bucks a month at Patreon in link in the description of this podcast. Uh, If you check that guy out, Here's the thing. Run lines, certain teams are, uh, I feel like, have a propensity to lead to more run lines. And actually, that's one of my bets today is the Royals are at my Colorado Rockies. And the Rockies have been a reasonably pleasant surprise this year, although they've been trending down somewhat lately. However, they are much, much, much better at home than they are on the road. They're 11-6 and six at home, 5-10 and 10 on the road. So I like them to close out this series uh, against the Royals with a win today. But additionally, over their last 10 games, Neither of these teams has won or lost by just a single run. Ie the run line has hit in all ten of these games for the winning team. So uh, I I'm betting a little bit on the run line of for the Rockies today as well. I
2: I agree. Uh, Rock, uh Arch had us on the Rockies yesterday on the the run line and and all the mm-hmm. alt lines as well. Oh, so yeah. that was that was a big hit. Um yeah, they're in the book club it's it's pretty cool. Um Arch has this theory about Alt run lines and run lines and yesterday I think uh was a pretty profitable day. I think we were three and one on the, the games that he had picked out. So uh and they were all plus money plays. So can't mm-hmm. beat that. Um Yeah, so,
1: insane. Insane. That yeah, definitely the, helps pad the pocketbook.
2: Yeah, the, the, the Rockies were one and, and the Angels were one the 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 second game of the doubleheader was another one that I remember. And um mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it it has been a profitable um uh angle so far. So Join and the book club, gang!
1: Yes, join the book club now. Actually, you just touched. You segwayed me perfectly. Well, another game that I got today. I got the Angels at the Oakland A's. Now, God, those A's at home are not good. They are four and eleven at home. Uh, by comparison, on the road, they are ten and nine. This this team is is much better on the road than they are at home. And do, do you think I, that's because they like playing in front of people? yes perhaps perhaps they actually get excited <laughs> to play for audiences and then when other people come into their home they just you know sleepwalk through the game and it's just yeah, you know, a total mess
2: there's not many of them that come to their home games that's for sure I know.
1: you know you maybe that's what we should uh, where we should have like degen con this year or something like that at, at like the uh, at an oakland a's game you know the, the, the tickets are cheap enough i think we can all afford it that's what i'm talking about i bet you we could all get some southwest flights to their cal call right that's easy peasy <laughs>
2: yeah, hey, I'm, I'm in I'm in
1: I'm down I'm down too you know I I don't don't tempt me with a good time here now I don't know what the deal is but I I don't think that the trend of A's being bad at home gets bucked today the pitching matchup between uh, uh Frankie Montas and Patrick Sandoval actually looks to be a little bit closer than these two uh ERAs would show so but I'm just gonna go ahead and hop on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim because I think that they are the better team and as Arch likes to say reality asserts itself eventually so I think that it, it asserts itself all over this game and that the angels uh, pull out the W yeah I'm, I'm gonna be on the angels as well just for those
2: reasons alone and uh, I think the trend continues with with uh, the the run line here thing so uh, I'll be I'll be playing them probably minus one and a half and minus two and a half so
1: Love it, love it, love it. All right, now we got a couple of USFL games. You talked about these, uh, also. What was it on Thursday? On I uh, did, Su- yes. So now we got Stallions at your Philadelphia Stars, that's right. Uh, and now the, the
2: line is up to uh, Philadelphia catching seven, which is incredible. Um, these you know, especially with a total of 36 and a half. So, um, I am on the stars here, getting the points. It's not a homer play, I, I think. Um, I think Birmingham is a, a bit overrated at 4-0. I, I talked about it on the USFL show that all their wins have been close. So mm-hmm. I think that there's a little bit of a luck factor that, that you know, you have to factor in. And uh, I don't think you can continue continue to win 100% of your close games. So mm-hmm. I think uh, the, the Stars, they are a pass-happy offense. Birmingham is susceptible to the pass. So I think you get a, a strength versus weakness there, as well as the Stars have uh, – not showing a propensity to be able to stop anybody on defense. So I do think that the seven is a lot in a, in a matchup like this. And I am on the over 36 and a half as well. So one unit each on, on each of those sides.
1: I love it. Now these, these totals, I, I, I know in my heart of hearts that the USFL wants these totals to come in over. They, they want to be an entertaining they product. They want they to do. be an entertaining product. And so I do also enjoy, and for my own personal, I mean, I, for for my own personal fun, I'm definitely hopping on that. I I don't I, I haven't done any statistical stuff research. Where do you find stats on the USFL? Uh, FoxSports.com has. Oh, really? They have they have has, good has stuff a, there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, since, I normally uh, don't trust uh, like major s- brand websites like that ever. Yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but they uh since it's it's you know the league is in the early stages and they are carrying all the TV rights that that's probably uh you know where you can can go to find stuff i'm sure there's somebody that's that's logging information somewhere on the internet i just haven't found it yet
1: there's no usfl reference site or something like that we can go to (laughs) you know with like all the historical data that we can download from
2: all five weeks of it It, it'll be a short download that's
1: for sure (laughs) i love it i love it just a few megs all right well and then we got the uh the maulers at the gamblers is that right yes sir yeah now this
2: this game should should just be an absolute disaster uh just too (laughs) inept teams in every facet that there is no strong unit on oh on God. either side of the ball for either team. Kevin <laughs> Sumlin coaches the Houston gamblers. And uh, we all know that I just, I hate that you guy. Hate I, that I think guy. Oh, God, he's worthless. He, he's a worthless oh my coach. God. Uh, so what I am betting on here is uh, there's a, a team total for the, the Maltlers at 14 and a half. I'm taking that. Um, and then I'm just going to bet the under 34 and a half for the game and just hope that it's a mess. Cause I, I cannot see, um you know anything positive from either either team here and some I'm, I'm hoping this thing ends like two nothing gamblers and that's it
1: Wait, so, so what was the first bet though was it over under the team total it is
2: it's a the pittsburgh maulers team total under
1: 14 and a half under 14 and a half yes oh my god yeah so the, I mean you, the, you, so this is going to be the opposite of what the x or uh, of what the usfl wants to put on the field is what yeah, you're I telling me is that this game is going to be the exact like polar opposite of what they want on the field <laughs>
2: Yeah, if they could have played this game on like a Wednesday morning so that nobody watched and, and nobody ever talked about it again, I'm sure that's what they would have done. But um, I guess the the head brass over at the USFL, um, they don't know how to flex games. So this one's in prime time on Sunday. So we're, we're forced to watch it. So we're forced to bet on it. Let's let's bet some unders and, and just hope for a mess.
1: There we go. There we go. We I, I I love how you can find the silver lining in situations like this. This is this is just h- how uh, we as gamblers, you know, make every Sunday a great Sunday. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. I Hell mean, yeah. winning is fun. So, you know, just just bet the under betting unders is not fun.
2: Uh, but that's now, you know, but there is value in it. So I, I think uh, I think that's the only way to go today.
1: So. hell yeah. All right. Well, I, you got any other, uh, plays, you got some, uh, Aussie rules, football, some, uh, women's tennis, anything else you want to throw out here on the pod this morning?
2: <laughs> Not on the pod. I, I haven't, uh, I haven't fully researched the the tennis card yet. Uh, okay. but Mondays and Tuesdays are the most fun in tennis. Cause you have the, the most matches being played. You have all the qualifiers and you know, four or five, uh, tournaments going on all at one time. So, uh, if you like betting on tennis, and we cash a lot of plus money winners in the in the yeah. book club. So, uh, the twenty five bucks a month you can probably pay for that with with one match and one hit. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So come on over. I'll be posting plays all day today, and I'll uh, we'll have a whole live section tomorrow. And uh, man, I, I hope to see you there.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Phil, you said it all. DGens, that's all we got for you this morning. So come on over. Buy your God. shirt at com. You can follow right, us on the floating. podcast on Twitter at Betting Absolute. Join the Patreon. Chat directly with us and the crew in the book club. And when it's all said and done, let's make some money, Fools. Let's go.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Rosie.
1: Just touch it. You're okay. But if you grab it, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, penis grabbers, that's it.
2: Fucking buzzer's still going off again. It's pissing me off in this damn truck. Glad Arch is not recording just yet. If I was vacationing in Greece, I might want to finagle with the locals myself.
0: That's music to my ears. Absolute music to my ears. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.